Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann, the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, I can't even wait for you to meet my new good friend, Jennifer Weesey, CEO and founder of Be Free. You might know them from their Be Free Warrior mix. I can't even wait. We're going to jump into all of that today, and you're going to hear all about her company um, and her products. So, Jennifer, so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Justin. Happy to be here. I know. I'm, I'm excited that you're here. Um, got lots of questions for you on your company and brand and all of that. But before we get to it, how about just share with our audience a little bit about you and your background before launching the business? Oh, sure. Well, so I am a native um, Indiana uh, Hoosier. So I grew up right here in the middle of, of Indiana and went to school here, got married in my late 20s. Well, I went to Ball State University for um, fashion merchandising and spent right. many years in that industry, just, you know, in the fashion world and creating displays, you know, making um, store shelves and displays look beautiful and enticing. And so I, I've always really kind of been in a creative environment. Um, really from a very young age. Um, and then uh, got married in my late 20s, um, started having babies right away. And so in five years, we had four babies. And <laughs> wow. um, and so um, I um, was really entrenched in being a mom, you know, and, and my children. And then I always have been involved in my children's lives, even though they're, you know, in their in their mid twenties uh, now, but um, yeah. So my early uh, my early days prior to uh, being a founder and CEO of a food company were, um, you know, just being a, a creative in a creative world, whether it was fashion or jewelry or just you know decorating my home, just making things look beautiful, and um, yeah, and so I've always that's kind of been been just a passion of mine. And then, um, you know, raising a family and being entrenched in what that looks like and what that life is like. And, um, and then, you know, really what got us, got me started in the food business was really from a personal family need from one of our children. So oh, wow. I don't want to get too far ahead. So I'll yeah, let you no, ask it's the good. Questions, but it's that's perfect. a little teaser. Little teaser for what's <laughs> a little coming. Teaser, up what's coming? <laughs> I love it. So you decide you're going to launch your own food business. This has been what twelve plus years now. Um, beef free, gluten free bakery. Um, and I referenced the beef free warrior mix earlier. We'll talk about product in a minute. Um, okay, so you hadn't done anything in food, and you decide we're going to launch a food company. So how does that happen? That's a little crazy, right? You know, like when I hear someone else saying that, you have no history. No <laughs> I'm experience. just saying, like, if you <laughs> went to work for in retail, you would have been, I would have been like, yeah, visual merchandising. You went into another retailer and, you know, you kind of knew the industry. But to jump into food, right? There's a lot to know. There is a lot to know. And, um, you know, I guess that's, that's just kind of, how, that's kind of how I'm wired. I am a problem solver. You know, I identify a problem and then I want to make it better or I want to put my own personal twist on it or my little thumbprint on, you know, products or um, ideas. And so um, I, I kind of feel like it was going to be something, whether it was food or another type of product. I kind of feel like eventually in my life, 
I was going to launch some kind of a product and put it out into the world for people to enjoy. So yeah, so how it came to be food was um, um, one of our sons is on the autism spectrum. And so back in 2008, my husband and I were, you know, we have four babies really close in age, right? right? So our house is super, super busy and um, lots of activity, lots of food, lots of laundry, you know, but um, so... (laughs) Our oldest son was diagnosed with autism. And so my husband and I are like, okay, we don't know anything about this. And it wasn't our point of reference. We didn't know anybody in in our family or our friend network that had that diagnosis and that was in that world. So we got, we got busy and we did research and um, we attended a conference in Vancouver actually, because we didn't, we couldn't find any really great positive, um, education and information in our community. Now, this, now that things have changed a ton, so it's all different sure. now. But sure. way back then, in 2008, things were not as positive and as informative and proactive as the world is today. And Got so, it. yeah, so we learned about gluten-free at this conference and we're like, oh gosh, that sounds, that sounds reasonable. Like, we love to be in the kitchen. We're really comfortable creating food and, you know, that sounds doable. Let's do that. So we stopped at Whole Foods on the way home uh, from the airport and checked out their little gluten-free section. It was literally four-foot section um, in Whole Foods. And um, it, it, it was, I mean, we bought everything. We were so excited to see gluten-free foods that we could take home and, and try. And um, those were the early days of gluten-free. And I have to say, um, most of it went in the trash because it didn't taste good. <laughs> it right. didn't taste good. And and it was filled Gosh. with all kinds of stabilizers and artificial things I wasn't interested in feeding my family. So right. um, we thought, well, while this is great, I'm so thankful there are gluten-free foods out there in the marketplace, but this is probably not what I'm going to feed my family. So right. we got busy in the kitchen. I enlisted my mom. You know, we just, we put our go hat on and we recreated fa- favorite family recipes to gluten and dairy-free. And that's just kind of what we did. And it really took us years of perfecting and creating recipes that we could that we could eat and enjoy that no one could tell was gluten free. Wow, so, amazing! Those were the early days. So, all right, you decide you're going to get into the space. You're going to launch your own product in the space. You're going to delve. You said it took years. So, talk about why and what what you had to go through to even pull concepts together. Yeah. So, um, you know, because texture is so important in our food, not only taste but texture is really important. And um, gluten free foods a long time ago, we're really kind of known for being dry, you know, having kind of a grainy texture. And I was determined that I was going to crack that. Like I was, <laughs> I was going to crack it. it. And so that's really why it took so long because it was a combination of just the right types of gluten-free flours combined together um, that were produced with the right type of really fine grind that created this texture and these baked products that were so delicious, no one knew they were gluten-free. So it was, wow. yeah, it was, I mean, it was, but it, it took a lot of, a lot, a lot of time. And my husband says, you know, our dog got really fat during those days. Because, <laughs> That's pretty you know, funny. <laughs> you know, we'd feed the dog and the dog would just continue to get bigger and bigger. But um, yeah, it was definitely a lesson in uh, persistence. Wow. Amazing. Um, okay. So you, you're, you're doing all kinds of mixing. When did you know you had something that was ready to actually maybe sell and productionalize? Well, we did some farmer's markets and the 
true test was that week after week, we would sell out. And week after week, people would come and stand in line for our things. And people would cry tears of joy. I'm not even kidding. And <laughs> you know it sounds ridiculous, but people would, um, on several occasions, would taste something because we always had samples to taste before you would buy. And sure. people would cry because they hadn't tasted anything that tasted so delicious in years. And they really thought that they were never going to be able to eat anything that was gluten-free that tasted really good. Wow. And so we, we, we were able to offer that. That's so funny. Um, okay, I love that. So you, t- you try out the farmer's markets. And then when did it go beyond that? You know what I mean? When did it go to kind of to the next level? Or, or when did you realize, okay, I think we actually might have something here that's real? Yeah. Well, so I am a pleaser, you know, I'm just kind of a yes girl. You know, I like to say yes as much as possible. And, (laughs) and, um, and so, you know, I just have that personality that wants to make, um, people's lives better and tastier. And so I just kept on getting encouragement, you know, we just kept, people just kept, kept coming back, you know, and, and they're like, we want more, we want more of this and that. And, you know, we want to buy it not just on Saturdays, but we want to buy it during the week, or we want to buy it, you know, online and have it shipped to our door. Those kind of things kept coming my way. And so I got a lot of encouragement from my family as well, that they were willing, you know, I had a young family still at that time. So, um, you know, their support was super important. I wasn't going to do this on my own. And so they just got behind me and encouraged me. And and I took a, a huge leap of faith and just thought it was kind of a lesson for my, for my sons too, that, you know, we always preach to them, you know, if you don't try, you'll never know. And so That's this right. is a perfect example that I could put into life's play. Like if I didn't try to make it a business and see what could happen, I would never know. So, totally. so there you go. That. So, okay. Um, <laughs> How did you figure out things like packaging and like again going beyond making in the kitchen for a farmer's market to making more volume potentially um, as your inter- as sales increased? Yeah, the hard way, really, literally the hard way. <laughs> I mean, every and and step by step, you know, um, I, I think that's uh, just natural with an entrepreneur that in any type of entrepreneurial um, business, you don't know what you're getting into until you get there. And you can try to be as prepared as you think you need to be, but you're probably not because you've never been down that journey before. So, sure. um, you know, we started with um, with literally, a, you know, the brown paper coffee bag with the window in it. I would go down to the cash and carry store and I would buy, you know, a supply of those um, to last maybe the month. And um, and I would print a little white and bl- black and white label on my home printer. And that's what I would use from the beginning. And then the next step, we went to um, a manufacturer that um, we purchased um, that I could find that had the lowest minimum, you know, that, that I could afford at that time. And, um, you know, we, it wasn't a pre-printed bag. It was a, it was a gold bag and it had a sticker on it. And then the next iteration was then we were able to, we had enough volume that we could go to a pre-printed bag because we could support the volume and the minimum wow. order quantity. So we've kind of just that's how we've rolled at each step. We kind of take it as where are we? What is our current demand? And what's and then, my what's my budget? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. And then um, and then, you know, I'd go out and get more business and then we'd figure out the next step. What does that look like? Got and it. that's I, kind of how we've that's how we've gone. That's how we've rolled for the last 12 years. 
And wow. And so who who ha- was and who has been your customer? In other words, has that grown and changed over time? It, well, certainly. Yeah, it has. But, um, you know, I you probably can tell just in the short amount of time that um, that we've known each other that I am um, a relationship kind of girl. You know, yeah, I mean, I, totally. I mean, I, I like to make friends and I like to keep friends. And so. Um, so, yeah. So some of our early customers um, were Earth Fair, Whole Foods were my very first retail customers. Wow. That's so, a pretty big deal. Yeah. And, and Those are small. And they're still with us. And I mean, That's awesome. I, like, I started in my own backyard. So, you know, I went and knocked on Earth Fair's doors and I went and knocked on our local Whole Foods doors. And then we've grown, you know, store by store, region by region. And that's kind of Amazing. the approach we've taken. Love that. Um, talk about product. Share with our audience a little bit about your product and what's inside. Yes. So we have a product called Warrior Mix, um, and the name is is was intentional to make you feel to make you feel empowered, it's like to see that on the shelf and for you to be drawn to it. You know, as a way of I'm really curious to know what's in that package um, because it sounds like it's going to be really empowering. And then you look and see what's in on the ingredient list, and you realize that it's um, all real foods, um, plant based, nothing artificial. Um, ingredients like almonds, coconut, sunflower seeds, um, honey, real vanilla um, extract, sea salt. Super simple, super delicious, nutrient dense. It comes in, it's intentionally made in cluster chunk styles so that sure. you can take it on the go and it's super convenient. You don't need a bowl or a spoon. You can just grab it and go tear up in the package and grab a chunk whenever you're hungry. Man, I love that. That's cool. And so was that the original product? And how has that evolved over time? It was one of the original products. But, you know, we really started out making my son's favorite foods because, um, you know, that that's who I was feeding. And so I wanted him to have the joy of all of his favorite foods that were just gluten and dairy free. Um, so those were like cookies, cakes, pizza, those types of foods. And then we joined CrossFit uh, back in like 2012 and, um, and they, you know, that community then introduced us to the paleo way of eating kind of even right. more refined than gluten and dairy free. And, um, and they encouraged us to create a product that, um, they could stick in their, um, gym bag and they could keep in their desk drawer. They were getting tired of, you know, at that time there weren't many packaged foods that were paleo. Now there's a massive, right. I mean, there's, totally. there's just, you choose whatever you want. But, um, back then there were um, hard boiled eggs, beef jerky, and almonds. That was pretty much right? it. That way of snacks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so they were like, come on, Jen, we know you have this bakery. Can't you create something for us that's shelf stable that we can take with us wherever we go? And it will offer us some variety and some convenience. So that's pretty so cool. That's, Love that. that's where it came from. Yeah. And uh, then we've just been creating more flavors and, um, you know, I- including our family in um, our product names. So I see that. Augie's original, Clay's chocolate, but um, Hagen's. Did I say that right? Berry, Warrior Mix, Maze, Mm -hmm. Apple Pie. (laughs) Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I love it. So we were when we rebranded a a few years ago. We were looking for ways that we could tell our story and we could connect with our um, customers on a more personal level. So we, um, you know, gave the names of each flavor, partially based on um, our son's personality. I mean, Augie um, is who Beefree was created for. So 
it made sense to give him the original flavor. Right. Um, and then our other sons in there, Hagen Clay, Drake. May was my um, grandmother who took an apple pie everywhere she went. And uh, we've got Bob Salted Caramel, which is a brand new flavor. That was my um, my father-in-law who was loved anything salted caramel. So, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Really, really cool. Um, what's next? Additional flavors, other products? What, as you look at the next six to 12 months, what's in front of you? Yes. So we have um, a new flavor of Warrior Mix. Um, my husband, Michael, who's in business with me, um, he gets his own flavor. Um, Mike's uh, Lemon Squeeze. How you like that? Nice. Right? And, <laughs> like that. Um, and then we've got some, you know, our customers have been ask, asking us for portion control. So they love our Warrior Mix, but they tend to eat the whole bag. So um, could, <laughs> could be a little, yeah. Um, portion but, control. <laughs> Yeah. So we're coming up with um, a couple bars, like one is a full size bar and one's like a little mini two bite size bar. So we've got those coming. Um, we've got a chocolate bar. We've got um, hot cocoa that you also can make as a frozen drink. So it's kind of an all year type of a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So, yeah. So we do. Those are the things that are on the immediate horizon. I love so. that. That's Awesome. And then how do you think about retail versus e-commerce? Uh, you talked about some retailers you're in today. Do you, uh, obviously you get more volume with retail. Um, how do you, how do you think about those two channels? Yeah, we, we do definitely get more volume um, from our retail customer base right now. We, that's where we started and um, in retail brick and mortar. And then we've always had a presence on our own website, um, but it hasn't been a big focus of ours. Neither has Amazon. Um, how, although that's changed, you know, when, when COVID um, threw everybody for a loop in 2020, we very quickly realized that we had a problem because the store right. shut down and everyone went online and we weren't ready. So um, it was a big learning experience for us. And uh, we had to really hustle and, and, uh, and make some quick moves. But um, so, you know, we're we're back in the game um, with uh, online e-com, um, but but definitely our our focus really has always been retail and we're just trying to do a better job about optimizing um, our position um, on e-com. Got it. That's great. Um, I always love to ask our guests some of their biggest lessons learned in launching a business. You're, you've been in it now for a while, but I mean, you're still, it, it, does, it doesn't feel like early days, but it feels like you've still got like good growth and new opportunities in front of you. But we've got a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to our show. Um, what would be two or three things you'd offer to them in terms of things you've learned? Well, I think the biggest thing is just to not let anybody, well, you know, knock you off your horse, you know, like if you have a dream and you really believe in something that you want to bring to market, don't let people tell you, you can't do it. I mean, I think sure. I'm a perfect, perfect example of that. You know, there were a lot of, not a lot, but there were a handful of times when, you know, people just told me it was a bad idea. Like no one's going to buy that. Um, you're a woman in a man dominated world that has changed a lot, you know, over the years as well too. So I've been laughed at, you know, I've been pushed aside. I've been passed by, you know, all those things, but, um, you know, I just, I don't let those things stop me because I have a really deep passion. So I think that's the biggest thing. So, you know, having a passion, but then being able to create something that, uh, that is consumer desirable, when you me mesh those two things together, 
um, you truly can be unstoppable if you have that mindset of just, I'm going to make this happen. Um, so I, I think those are some of the biggest lessons learned and, um, you know, not to let other people's, you know, thoughts or impressions, um, sway you don't get, don't get discouraged, build your, build a community around you that's supportive, um, that you can learn from and that will pick you up and give you the kick in the pants when you need it. Absolutely. I love that. Such great advice. Um, Jennifer, share with our, or Jen, share with our audience where um, our listening audience can connect with you, buy product, um, check out the Warrior Mix, et cetera. Of course. So you can uh, you can purchase our product in retail stores. You can go to our website. Um, it's BeFreeGF.com. Um, and you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Jennifer Weesey. Um, our B, our Be Free is also on Instagram, Facebook, um, at Be Free Gluten Free and Be Free GF. So, so I great. love connecting. So if you reach out to me, I will listen and I will answer. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I think that's great. And, uh, and we've had so many guests on that, you know, will, are using LinkedIn and other ways to, to connect in and find ways to solve the, you know, how do you grow a business? How do you figure out shipping? How do you figure out labels? How do you think of barcodes, pricing, all, all of that. And, um, and it's, it's just such a great way to connect. And I see your, we've got a lot of mutual connections in common in the industry. Um, so fun. Jen, thanks so much for being here. You got to come back on down the road, share more with us as you launch your next um, products. And we just really appreciate you being here with us. I would love it. Thank you so much. It was fun. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.